Welcome to I Finally Get It. Have you ever dealt with a company and felt like they were only concerned with your transaction? Our next guest realizes the importance of building a relationship with his clients. On this episode, we sit down with Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs. In studio with me as always, Dustin Webb, our producer. I'm your host, Jeff Martin. Let's get it. Thank you for being here with us. We have Marcus Meir of the Meir Group CPA. I've known you for a little while, just just kind of passively, right? right? And I've gotten to know you a little bit better recently, but I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad to do it. Looking forward to it. So, so Marcus, take us back to the moment where you said, I finally get it. For us, the moment was when I realized that we, we needed to go more relationship versus transactional in our business in terms of how we, everything, how we dealt with clients, how we service them, um, how we charge for our services. So that was uh, kind of had an aha moment, you know, over the course of time, about six, seven years ago. And then ever since been working off that premise. Yeah, that's good. Now, so did you grow up wanting to be a CPA? No, it's funny. I was, a, and this is probably why, you know, a lot of the things will make sense. As I say, I went to college. I want to be a sportscaster. Oh, and wow. so I was at LSU. I uh, was actually working for Tiger TV, which is their, you know, their on-campus TV station. I mean, I was the guy at the basketball game with the big camera, like shooting on the baseline, go back, edit the footage, lay a voiceover and wanted, thought that's what I wanted to do. And then realized, you know, quickly that. That's a really tough path to get to ESPN. You know, it's the Holy Grail, right? You want to be on ESPN, but you've got to go to like Kalamazoo, Michigan or some no-name town in Wisconsin or, you know, name your place where they've got a local sports guy. Uh, So the path for me was like, man, I can really enjoy sports and not make it my profession. And right around the same time I was kind of having those thoughts, I took an accounting class at LSU. And it was one of those things where it just made to me, total sense. Now, my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, was in the class and she remembers everybody going like, oh, this is, you get this? Like, you understand this? And I'm thinking to myself, you don't get this? Like, it was kind of one of those, you know, those moments where it's like it all came together. And then from then on, I started working for a CPA firm in Baton Rouge, just really kind of pursuing that, changed my major and- you know, I guess the rest is history for me. What brought you here to Lafayette? Are you from Lafayette? Yeah, I'm originally from Morgan City. Uh-huh. Grew up here since I was 12 years old. So I went to I went to Como High School here in Lafayette. Went to LSU. My wife's from here. Lived here her whole life. And so my family's now in Houston, mostly Houston. So when we when we left LSU, we made the decision. It was either going to be Houston or here. And if you've ever, you know, most people that have married a, a woman from uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, know you're probably coming back here. <laughs> you come back. That's exactly yeah. right. Which is nothing wrong with that. No, I love it here. It's, it's, yeah. it's my hometown. So it was an easy decision. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. I love, though, because when I met you, I think we were talking about a clothing venture yeah. you had gone into. Yeah. You're a really entrepreneurial person. Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've done a few things not so well. Uh, <laughs> I we would say, and if you know, like any entrepreneur, you you've tried some things, but the clothing venture you're talking about was we got into with some friends of ours. Kind of short story is we both had sons at the time who are young. We love college football, and we realized there was nothing on the apparel side, logoed nice clothing for boys. It was all kind of the NASCAR cartoonish big logos. And we wanted kind of preppy collegiate apparel, you know, shorts, polo shirts, belts, that sort of thing. Found a niche in the market, um, got an overseas manufacturer, brought it to market. I think at one point in time had licenses from 
I want to say 12 to 14 schools, wow. kind of mostly in the Southeast, uh, it, all of the Southeast, but mostly SEC and a couple in the ACC. Uh, eventually sold that, did okay, learned a ton, learned I don't yeah. want to be in businesses that carry inventory. That was a, for me. Yeah, uh, no doubt about Yeah, it. that was kind of when when you and I, I think, crossed paths. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you were an accountant, a CPA yeah. at that time. Correct. But I've watched you also change the way you go about your practice. Tell us about the Mirror Group, CPAs. I can always describe it in contrast, I think, to other people. So when most people, in fact, I put this out about a year ago, I said, I just put on Facebook, I said, what do you think a CPA does? And in, inevitably, inevitably, everybody just starts saying taxes, 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 taxes. Yeah. And and that's a part of what we do. Um, but what I would say is, if you would look at a firm of our size, most firms that would be our size in revenue probably do four the four to five the um, times the amount of tax returns. And so I make that point to say we work with people. We want to work with fewer people and go deeper with them. Yeah. And and how does that look? That looks like us helping you get your software set up so that. You know how to operate your accounting software better so that the data is better so we can advise you. We're working alongside you monthly, quarterly, and then we bundle in the tax, which is still an important component, but it's not the end product. Like most people, when they think of CPAs, they think of taxes because they, they hand them their documents, they do the tax return, and that's the product. For us, the tax return is the end of the equation, honestly. Correct. Correct. We've been working with you out throughout the year. We've been planning and the tax return is somewhat of a formality. All the other stuff is really what business owners want. And to my point earlier about, you know, where I came in business was I realized that's the relational part of the people want to work with their advisor, not just for an end product or a compliance piece. They want to work with them throughout the year, know what they're getting, have somebody in their corner, be able to call them or email them, not get billed for a set. Like that's another thing we do fixed fee pricing, generally kind of a subscription model. So that would be how. I would say we're different than a lot of other firms. And they're really great firms. It's just a different model. They're heavily uh, invested in tax compliance and pushing out tax returns. But uh, you weren't always like that, right? Well, were no. you more of a standard CPA yeah, firm? I mean, yeah, I was kind of a what you would call a generalist. You know, did accounting, payroll, tax. But at the end of the day, the tax was what was driving, you know, the top line revenue, you know, and really how we operated. And still, to a certain extent, tax is a, a big component, but it's not the component. And so, you you know, I could see it six, seven years ago. um, I was a partner here in a local firm and I was like everybody else. And, you know, tax season, these deadlines came up. I'm working 60, 70 hours. I've got young kids. And I came across a software called Xero. So it's X-E-R-O. Best way to describe it, it would be it's a QuickBooks Online competitor. So everybody's familiar with QuickBooks, QuickBooks Desktop. A lot of people have begrudgingly moved to QuickBooks Online. Well, Xero is their competitor. And it was like an epiphany. I'm like, oh, my God, this makes sense. Like, we both can work in the data at the same time. I've got access 24-7. Started to change my perception about how I could work with my clients. Now, questions that we used to ask clients, we have the answers to because we have all the data. Yeah, We give them a better product because we've got more data and we... I'm going to say bother them less. You know, you get that annoying email from your CPA. I need these. I mean, they're trying to do a good job. I need these 10 things. Hey, Jeff, I need your mortgage interest. I need your property taxes. How much you give to charity last year? A lot of that stuff we could solve with software and being a little more connected. That's that's amazing. I'm telling you, y'all's practice is so unique compared to most CPA firms out there. And just that you're doing the subscription model is huge. Are most of your clients on the subscription model now? I would say probably about half of them. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and and for us, it just makes sense because if you think about it, what services do you buy that are not that way? Well, I'll back up. What services do you not buy where you know, where you 
where you know the price. You don't know the price at the beginning. Hardly yeah. any. Yeah. The ones you buy like that, you really don't like. Attorneys, car repair. Think of the services you get where you're walking in going, dude, I don't know if this is a $500 fix Correct. or this is a $3,500 fix. And I'm dreading that phone call or in the case of an attorney, I'm dreading that bill coming in the mail. And so we just wanted, we wanted to say, well, we hate being serviced like that. And where's the world going? Everybody's going to cut you. You want to cater to the customer and add value to them, to yeah, the relationship. Correct. And so we just, we haven't done it right all the time and we're still working through some kinks, but I think we've done a pretty good job about working with people ongoing and bringing value to that relationship for a fixed fee. Yeah. See, I think what you're doing is the way to go. And obviously at one point you, you said, I'm going from this one model to this relationship based model. Right. And so, and I love that you continue to talk about relationships and, and, and building those. Yeah. What got you there though? Was it a struggle? Was it the tax returns, you know, that are all coming in at the same time? Yeah. Twice a year, business, personal. Really, what was it that got you to go, there's a better way? I'm always, I'm naturally, like most people who are entrepreneurial, I think are naturally curious. Yeah. You know, and you've probably experienced this where you've probably, there's a lot of paths you've gone down that didn't work, but you realize those were the wrong paths. So I was always kind of, I always was thinking I wanted to do things a little differently and could clearly see like, man, I don't want a 70 hour. Like, this is not what I signed up for. I don't, I have young kids. Uh, I don't want my staff doing this. See, this is, you know, this is where I was a partner in a firm. We were kind of sharing staff, but I didn't want them working that way. And so just got to be like, okay, there's something better here. There's a better way to operate this kind of service-based business and do it in such a way that people like would delight in working with this, you know, and also want to work there. And so for me, like I told you, I mentioned, I, I, I came across zero, started using that program and then not sure how, but about a, maybe six months to a year, they put out a, a you know, kind of a, a request for people to apply for their partner advisory council. Ooh. So Zero is a software company based out of New Zealand, was, you know, has since moved west, you know, kind of through Europe and now into the Americas. Been around about 15, I think pushing 20 years. But I got on their partner advisory council, literally had two clients on the software. And I still to this day, my wife's, when I sent in the application, she goes, they're going to pick you. I don't know why they did. Still to the same thing, there was people with hundreds of clients, bigger practices, they picked me. It changed the course of my career. I met people from across the country who were like this, who were further along than me or at the same level as me. We trade. I mean, we, we created masterminds. We still to this day, there are people I text. Hey, what are you doing with this? We keep up on the latest software, just how to run a more progressive practice. And so that kind of fed what I was already thinking, like there's a better way. And then I was in a room with a, in a software company with people wanting it to, to do it a better way. Yeah. And it's since then it just kind of fueled that. And I've since been on another partner advisory council uh, for a payroll company and just kind of always been around people that were trying to do it better. And that yeah. kind of fueled yeah. it. So I want to, I want to talk about the customer side a yep. little bit because this seems like a better way for the customer as well. Yeah. Your lifestyle and your employees lifestyle. That's one thing, but the customer it, to me, sounds like they would get a better product, better yeah. service. Yeah. What, 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 go on their side. Yeah. I'll me. give you uh, I, best way I can describe it as an example. So I had a client, uh, I think it was Thursday last week. All their businesses are on zero. So the backdrop is zero. Is a, it's a, for people that know it's a web browser, right? It's like any cloud software. It's just go to zero.com. I can access all my clients' files. A client with five businesses adding a sixth, starting to talk about, Hey, you know, we're setting up, this new business, we don't have quite yet have credit card processing set up. How do we do that? 
in a couple, in probably a five minute call, was able to guide them into using the credit card processor for an existing company they have and kind of work through the accounting of how that would do, show them how to get their people in the field to use the app to, because it was a, it was an HVAC company and yeah, they had never yeah, done HVAC. And she was, you know, they're more B2B. But she was saying, hey, you know, we've never done this kind of residential deal where we got service calls and we got a technician out. You know, you got the $150 service call plus X per hour. Well, we walked through quickly how to get that done. And that's what people are paying for. And so back to kind of bring my original point home is that, yeah, it's great that your CPA does your tax return and they do it professionally and they do a really great job and they think through the issues. That's just a small piece. In fact, a very small piece of running a small business. How helpful is it to have your CPA in all your stuff, for lack of a better term, and you call them and in 10 minutes, you were able to accept credit cards for a new venture. That's right. And that's and that's built into the fee. So it's not like now she's getting a $150 bill because she's talked to me on the phone. Correct. I want her to call me. To answer your question from the client perspective, what we hope is, is that they feel like those things are included, like a lot of people have meetings built in. Take us up on the meetings. Call us. Yeah, email sure. us. Ask those questions that you're on the fence about before you make a major business purchase, a major decision. Yep. You're paying for it. That that is to me the the biggest benefit of working with a with a firm like yours. And I don't know of too many firms out there doing it, but I think it's the new vehicle, the new way. Yeah. I think you're you're on to something. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really sincerely do. You've been a CPA for how long? Since two thousand eight. So, so you've seen a lot years. of stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tell me uh, a business tip. Tell the listener, if you could one business tip you can give them, what is, what is a good one from Marcus Meir? Yeah, I'm actually not going to give you one that's accounting or finance driven. But what I would say, the thing I've learned the most is listen to your people and keep the lines of communication open. Absolutely. Um, for us, and I haven't I haven't done this well, at, you know, at all times, but I'm I'm realizing and I've seen the fruit of clear communication, open dialogue, and scheduled communication. So what I mean by that is my staff and I, we do a monthly one-on-one. We ask them three questions. What's working? What's not working? How can I help? And from that, I get things that would bubble up, things that if not addressed in six months to a year could be a major problem. I get to hear wins, things that are working. And then weekly, we do just a status. Hey, what are you working on? Is there anything I can get you unstuck on? You know, sometimes it just happens where the clients, you know, my staff will email them. They don't, maybe they disregard the email. They don't see it. I might call them or text them. It prompts them and I can kind of move them along. So I've learned and, and in both, I can, I can say this, the two staff people that we've done this with consistently, their feedback is, more feedback. Uh, You know, they love being able to have that, to sit and work through the issues, feel heard, feel like I can help or direct as best I can, or sometimes say, no, I think you can do this. You don't need me, you know? Uh, So that would be my tip is just clear communication and listen to your people. That is powerful. You know, again, you're so relational, right? You're, You're so into relationships. We always ask, you know, when you come in contact with someone or someone engages with you, how do you leave those people different and better just because of y'all's encounter? You're talking about me personally? Yeah. Ooh, um, well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I hope I hope they feel loved. I hope they feel appreciated. I hope they feel like he cares. You know, I think I told you this when you came uh, when you came on my podcast. I'm in a group called C12, which is essentially a Christian business owners and uh, executive group. And one of the things the leader of that group is the chair, Kurt Boudreaux, and I've been working on is 
We want, we're talking about what is our ministry. If you could fill in the blank, Mirror Group CPAs is an accounting firm, DBA blank ministry. And the thing that keeps coming back to me has been an ev- has been evident. Uh, if I just look back over the course of my career, my life is people. Yeah. We're a people ministry. We want to help people. We want to, that's our clients. That's our staff. I mean, I, I don't want my client working 70 hours a week. Hence the reason we want to build them a better back office and software so they can make the soccer game on Saturday. And they're not having to say, look, I got this stack of invoices I got to put out. I'd rather have a piece of software do that. So for me, it's, I hope people feel that I, they, they matter to me, that, I, that I cared and that, I, you know, that we, that we loved on them. Thanks for joining us this week on I Finally Get It. For more light bulb moments like this, like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Check out the show notes to find out what Marcus is up to now. See you next week when we sit down with Noah Brandon and he shares what he finally got. If you or someone you know owns a business and wants to share your light bulb moment, reach out to us at jeff at ifinallygetit.com.